back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And uh, today it is the season three wrap up. We're going to wrap it up and put a bow on it. We're at the end of season three. We are. Last episode was uh, the return of Optimus Prime part two. He returned. Uh, this, <laughs> That's it. That's yeah, all that so this happened. week, nothing else. <laughs> Here you go. Nothing else at up. all. Hey, I'm back. Now, I think it's fair to say that even though he was in the last two episodes and then the ghost or whatever it was of Optimus Prime, I don't think we get to include him in any any of the lists we're going to do in this episode. Uh, And those lists kind of be in the same stuff we did in the last two seasons. Oh, you mean Dark Awakening where uh, he comes back like zombie uh, Optimus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's start off, Paul, uh, with the good guys. Who is your favorite Autobot of season three? He's a guy I kind (sighs) of... Liked it first, and I was like, this guy's a dick. And then I was like, you know what? Uh, he's a good character, though, and he is what he is, so I went with Springer. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, the Autobot Triple Changer. Solid yeah. choice. But because uh, he's he, he's kind of like what Sideswipe should have been from the first season. Yeah. Like, he's the Autobot Warrior who is, you know, he's he's hot-headed. He, he's like Sideswipe and uh, Cliffjumper merged into one character kind, kind of, of. He's definitely a passionate guy, for oh, sure. Yeah. And his heart's in the right place most of the time. Makes yeah. bullheaded choices, but his heart's in the right place. Yeah, I dig that. Uh, I, I can respect Springer. Mine was on similar levels, but I went with Magnus just because, mm-hmm. again, stand-up he, dude. He was definitely number two for me. Yeah, yeah, st- yeah stand-up dude and just uh, the classic grizzled old soldier, uh, puts his life on the line, cares more about others. He's just... yeah. He was such a good portrayal of that character type mm. um, that they didn't, even though they were always saying, Magnus is such a good soldier, they didn't have to because you could see what he did, as opposed to my least favorite, and we'll, I'm just going to say <laughs> Rodimus, who time and time again were told is leader of the Autobots, and then he goes, I don't wanna. Uh, well, uh, Magnus, uh, getting back to him, he's like... um chuck yeager you know what i mean like he's yep. the guy that yes. should have been an astronaut but never was he yeah. was the best of the best but he was never an officer kind exactly of you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> or never an astronaut but uh, like rodimus is just this punk that happens to get this unprecedented battlefield yeah. promotion and now all of a sudden he's the boss and he doesn't want to be the boss and everyone's like well just make magnus the boss but for no life the matrix and blah, blah. rodimus <laughs> I, I could have almost accepted his character if you know he he didn't deserve the matrix and didn't want the matrix but now that he has the matrix he is just the greatest yeah. like nobody can deny holy shit he's amazing he always does the right thing he's always just he's always fair and he always gets us out of trouble he deserves to be the leader and then his arc is kind of like i don't want to but i know i should and i can and if not i then who yeah it's just him moping and dragging his ass all over the galaxy you don't want to do this like oh my god man. so i that he that was my reason for rodimus being my least favorite is just after a while his shtick got boring yeah he's a one-trick pony who uh who is your least favorite autobot <laughs> oh, Outback. Like, what the <laughs> fuck was this character even for? He's in, like, what, two episodes? And it, yeah. Why would an Autobot have an Australian accent? And I don't like, know. I mean, maybe it's... I, no, I, I don't, can't even come up with anything. But... It, He's just pointless. It's like and, he's just... Yeah, and one little episode he invented, like, or had that little thing where, I forget, it was a two-parter, I think, 
Here's the thing with season three. It is so all over the place that there's a few episodes that I remember clearly. This was, you know, Carnage and C minor. This was whatever. But (laughs) then, but on the whole, it's just like, oh, there was a crazy episode where some weird shit happened. And in one of these crazy episodes (laughs) where weird shit happened, Outback had a little device where he was able to detect. Or it, it didn't detector. even de- yeah it didn't even detect them but they don't know that yeah that's it. and and it was like yeah like you didn't even invent a thing dude anybody could have done you that just picked up a fucking yeah. flashlight or something and said yeah this is my decepticon detector <laughs> and uh he was like, something oh so uh let's stay with least favorite here who was your least favorite decepticon rat bat really totally pointless but there's no point to him he did Laserbeak could easily have done everything he did. Yeah. Like, all, he's, all he is is just an excuse to sell another toy. Yeah, fair and enough. It's not even Much an expensive like toy. Yeah, it's, it's just another add-on to Soundwave. That's yeah. fair enough. I, that's a good answer. I had a hard time coming up with one. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, Ratbat is a complete waste. At least, well, because then there's a, what is it, rewind and eject? They're pretty much the same thing. Well, eject doesn't do anything. At least they make it, um, like, rewind. Uh, the, he's, like, the, the history expert. And, and I thought, that's so fucking stupid. But then, wait a minute, he's a storage device named rewind. That's yeah. perfect. Of course he's the history expert, yeah. So I, I struggled with this. Because there was nobody who really bothered me on the Decepticons, where when they came on the screen, I was just like, ugh. Really? <laughs> so in the in the end, I ended up going with Scourge just because oh, yeah? he, he got smacked around a lot. He was, he was psych- like, as much as Cyclonus was Galvatron's bitch, Scourge was just the whipping boy. Like, they, he... Scourge would get the shit kicked out of him and run away and or or just I don't know. He never really inspired me. And why why is he leading the sweeps? Yeah, exactly. Which you can't even tell him apart from, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. him and his brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl <laughs> and his other brother Daryl. Yeah. So yeah, Scourge, I was eh. I, I couldn't care less. Who was your favorite Decepticon? I think we're gonna agree on this one. Cyclonus. Yeah. Bye. Bar. Oh, oh, he man, should have yeah. had his the, own spinoff series from this awesome season. Awesome fucking character. Yeah, he is a great character. He had he had an arc. He uh he had his own agenda. He mm. had showed loyalty, but at the same time common sense. He had, was a great character. There were very few through stories in this season, and the one that was most uh prevalent was obviously the galvatron going mad thing yeah and cyclonus was a pivotal part of that story the whole way through and just oh he, he was he's a great character oh yeah i, I especially liked it in um uh what episode is uh the killing jar uh i think you and yeah. I even talked about this but the the fight between him and magnus where they just get into it or i think that's the one they definitely fight in that but or no, that's the one where Cyclonus pulls him back from the black hole and says, you're a warrior, you deserve better. You're going to die, but it's not going to be today. And that's not how or something. And then there's another episode where they just get into it and they're perfectly matched. Like, they're the best each side has to offer, right? Like, Yeah, Cyclonus is definitely, there was no contest. I, Galvatron had some interesting quirks to Galvatron him. was my number two yeah and, for sure. and then obviously those two were just they he dominated the season completely batshit crazy and he stays that way and he is so fucking insane that he drives an entire planet that is designed to yeah. help people get well 
insane. <laughs> like, wow. He was on some level, he was like a catalyst villain. Like he mm. didn't change at all. He never, he never got worse or better or uh, offered allegiance well, to anyone in particular. The very, very end of the very last scene of the very last episode where he's like, uh, Rod prime. There will be no war today. You've earned the respect of Galvatron's like, but that hate plague, he was already on 11, man. You, you can't exactly. make him any more insane and hateful than he already is. That, right? that line in that episode was, that was a 100% a Megatron line. That wasn't a Galvatron. Yeah, line. exactly. He, yeah, yeah. So Galvatron's, uh, psychosis really allowed Cyclonus to just develop this character. He was, uh, he was just hmm. for, uh, again, uh, how many times have we said for a kid show in the eighties, he was, a, he had a lot of depth to him. He's a really cool character. It's a shame. I don't know where I was going to go with that. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's the robots. What about humans? Oh, there's a few humans in this one. Good and bad. Yeah. Who was your Literally good and bad. favorite? Um, I had to think about this because my immediate go-to would have been Carly, but she's just a background character in this one. But I went with yeah. Marissa, Marissa Fairborn. Hey, so did I. Oh, hey, there you go. But uh, no, I, I like Marissa because she's never anything or anything less than who she is, right? Like she's a military officer. So like she's not just some scared little girl running around tagging along or whatever. She's in charge. She's out there. She's making decisions. She's bossing auto bossing is a very bad word to use towards the ladies in this uh day and age but uh she she's in charge right like she, i i i like that word she is 100 percent a boss but not bossy there you she go bossy yeah. that's the that's what i was I, I agree with you marissa was she had some moments where i was you could tell that she was being written by a writing room full of 20 to 30 year old guys in the 80s. Oh, yeah. But in a lot of her screen time, she just she was an ally. Like she actually helped out the Autobots, didn't yeah. need them to save her, which I, I quite like. There's there's one episode where uh, they're on the moon of something or whatever. I forget what it is. But um, she basically is like, all right, everybody just shut up. Listen to me. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get out of here. Like she yeah. just takes charge like mm -hmm. and, and it works. I wish they had have given us an episode earlier in the season, just establishing her, like give her a character driven episode. The the money is everything. Yeah. I mean, she's a military officer, but how did she get to that point? What yeah. made her want to do that? Like, you know, what would have been great is if money is everything happened really early in the season. And then yeah. later on, Dirk Big Nuts or whatever the fuck his name was, uh, <laughs> comes man. back and we get to see her like, oh shit, it's that guy who isn't good that I do like, that I know I shouldn't. And, you know, just there was there was a lot you could have pulled out of her. Put the, the military officer aside and put the hot-blooded woman yeah. underneath that all. She is human, right? Yeah. So who is your least favorite human? Oh my God, man, do you have to ask? Uh, well, I forget all his titles. I should have written them down, oh, but, oh, <laughs> fucking Fakati, man. Uh, Fakati, oh, my, oh. Not not so much against the the guy himself because it it's clearly Momar Gaddafi, but it's just the character. It, the... It's the fact that somebody came up with that guy and thought this would be a good idea, and also that like, somebody thought, you know what, we're gonna back this character over Casey Kasem. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, by the way, over Casey fucking Kasem. This guy down here that voices his Cliff Jumper and Blue Streak and Teletran One. Yeah, yeah. You're in Dr. Arkham, a few him. background voices like, dude, the guy's an Arab American. You, you didn't know that? Like, eh, yeah, anyway. I just don't think they cared. The character's just 
a caricature. It's not a character. It's a caricature, yeah, yeah, and exactly. it's a horribly racist caricature. No, I did, did not care for him. <laughs> no, sir, I did not like it. I had so I had two answers. I had uh, Fakadi, but I also had kind of a meta answer. My least favorite human was also the fact that Marissa wasn't Carly. It would have been so easy to make Carly Marissa. And yes, you lose the money is everything episode, her being single. But yeah, it, it annoys me when shows have a perfectly good character and then introduce another one. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it would have been really cool. Plus, you could have played with, you know, now Carly's going out on these crazy space missions. And uh, I was going to say Spike, uh, Daniel's at home worried if my mom's going to be OK. I, you could have had a lot of fun with it. And, and what better human to put with the Technobots? Yeah, fucking than G- Carly. genius Carly. Now an adult genius. Yeah, exactly. Which they never, ever get back to. She's just mom or background that's it she does have a nice moment in a decept not decepticon in king arthur's court uh, oh uh, madman's paradise yeah the madman's paradise uh when her and daniel find each other like hey you don't have a hello for your mom like there, she yeah. had some nice mother-son moments yeah but yeah the super genius carly of season two nowhere gone well wrap it up with these last two what was your favorite episode of season three? Oh well you just mentioned it and it's kind of it's a silly, stupid Madman's Paradise episode. Madman's Paradise. It's silly. It's it's stupid fun, but I liked yeah. it because it, it was a silly episode. No, I just uh, I liked it, but especially the part where the, the Red Wizard, because Grimlock asks him something, and this guy just has a total fucking meltdown about it. And like, oh, no. He's just going asking. on, and Grimlock's just kind of looking at him like, uh, uh, dude, you're right there, and it's like. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that scene was hilarious. My favorite episode was a uh, surprise party. The, the we had talked earlier about the fight between Cyclonus and Magnus, yeah, and it was that's a fucking epic fight. It is, and there was just enough. Uh, there was like throughout that episode, there was a hinting of this grudge match where they didn't like each other, and then it was the I can't remember if it was that one and then Madman's Paradise, but they were together. I forget which was first and second, and they were kind of this double hit of, uh, Daniel goes on an adventure with an Autobot. That one, I know it felt a little repetitive, but uh, if you take just out the dumb Daniel moments, um, the story of Magnus and Cyclonus, I really like that. And yeah, that fight, dude, there were, it was one of the few times in this show where they really gave an idea of the intensity of two 50 foot robots beating the shit out of each yeah, other. Yeah, that and that's exactly it, right? They, they're perfectly matched. One, yeah, they, they could fight forever and nobody would ever win. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, so they're the best yeah, each side party. has. Uh, what was your least favorite episode? Oh my god, man, <laughs> let me get my guitar, John. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 courage oh, and C minor. Awful, oh. awful, awful, awful episode. Oh. It was. Man, I mean, there there were so many things wrong with it. We could do a whole episode. In fact, we did on what was wrong with it. Yeah. But uh, there was it was all over the place. It lacked continuity. The the sing songy stuff got old fast. And then that they would describe Mm. they would repeat everything with. Oh, I just zoned out. Yeah, well, it's like uh, they they would sing something that made perfect sense, and uh, Rodimus would be like, "Blaster, what did he say?" And then Blaster would translate it into something even more complicated. Oh yeah, and like, oh okay, I get it now. <laughs> like that's where she goes to jam her sweet harmonies. Like, man, 
She just said, I go here to... Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if I worked in that show and wanted to get fired at some point, I would slip in Blaster saying, you jive, motherfucker, <laughs> just to somebody. Yeah, so Carnage and C Minor, it was just the worst. It was just bad. It was just a bad show. That was pretty damn bad. There was one that came pretty damn close, though, too. But what was uh, that? Yeah. Oh, Thief in the Night, man. Oh, God. It was horrible. Like all the racism in it and all the like they're they stole the Taj Mahal. Yeah, that's like, pretty bad. How do you pick up uh without breaking it? Let's start with that. And transport it from fucking India to wherever the, well, I guess that's probably the closest one of all the things they steal. Yeah. To like across the Mediterranean Sea to it's Libya. To Carbamia. And then they have the Eiffel Tower, and yeah. they have St. Basil's Cathedral, the Kremlin. and uh... So there is the end of an episode of the Transformers Zip Pickers Podcast show, the season three for I'm having a stroke, Paul. <laughs> Next episode is going to be season three review part two. Part the second part the two uh until then you can find us on twitter i'm at john Sobey. paul is at p mcpherson one yeah make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app and uh tell all your friends all of them every, all of all them all the people all six people there are six people in the world tell all the things there you go all right see ya <laughs> see you in a bit Sweet harmonies.